BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. We going. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is, a, this is a cool episode. I got my cousin Tyler French on with me this evening, and uh, we are in Birmingham, Alabama. And I asked him to come on to help me out with uh, some fantasy football type things to talk sports. And, uh, man, just to catch up, we haven't really hung out all well over a decade. So, uh, man, how's it going? It's going good, man. Being good. Like, yeah, like you said, cousins, known you all my life. Yeah. In fact, yeah, we haven't hung out much lately, but... Yes, uh, the older I get, it feels like, uh, you know, the only time you get to see family is either a wedding or a funeral. And, uh, oh, yeah. One's a celebration and the other is... Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a celebration, but, I mean, ultimately it's going to be a little sad. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, Definitely. Man, where to start? Uh, Saints fan. Yes, sir. Die hard. And so... Uh, just for those listening, I guess we'll just start in sports. Uh, you're into uh, DraftKings, and uh, to help paint that, it's done a little bit differently than some of these other leagues that don't really have the buy-ins and all that. Um, just Can you talk a little bit about DraftKings and uh, what they do? Yeah, so DraftKings is a little bit different than our regular leagues where you would just pick your team straight up and then go with it throughout the year. And just with that, you're just picking up people on the waivers. With DraftKings, you're sort of – get a $50,000 limit, and then, you know, you got your primetime superstar is going to be like $17,000, and you want to usually try to get one of those, a few maybe good running backs, but then the biggest thing is trying to find those guys you can get sort of cheaper, sort of spread your money out a little bit and just try to get as much points as you can. Yeah, so like with this team, are you building like an entire team, like um... – both sides of the ball, or are you just picking, like, uh, dynamic positions like receivers, quarterbacks, receivers, and kickers, or what What does that look like? Yeah, so uh, the first – my the game I played earlier today, it was a whole – sort of a whole team thing, which all the – the uh, like the quarterback, running back, uh, a couple receivers, a tight end, you have a defense. But uh, tonight it's just uh, the Saints-Packers game. It's going to be six players, the best six you can get. So it just depends on which one you play. Okay, I got you. 
And so at the end of the season, um, there's a grand prize, right, if you win. Uh, how many people are in the league, or is it like multiple leagues? Uh, this one, like uh, for DraftKings, like every game. Like today, at the earlier game, at earlier game, I think there was like maybe two hundred thousand people doing it. Oh wow! Yeah, but it ended at uh, after the games on, that came on at three. Like as soon as this Cowboys Seahawks game, it's gonna be over. I think at one point this guy had he had like a lineup that nobody else had, so he doesn't doesn't have to split the money up. So his winnings was at like a million. Yeah. Off a $10 buy-in. Yeah. I don't know if it's still at that, but you'll see, like, a player make a play, and they'll go from a million, they'll drop down to, like, 350000 Like, you can just change, like, that quick. I think I might quit work and just start doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what, uh, hopefully, I hit tonight. But, yeah. Team earlier didn't do too good. Started out well, but, yeah. Yeah. Wheels fell off. Yeah. So, I mean, you can be doing good, and this one guy have a bad game and just, yeah, cancels everything. Yeah. I got you. And so, just like opposed to like the other drafts, I know uh, yesterday I had my buddy come over. He's all the time trying to talk me into playing in these leagues. They'll do a buy-in, and it's more like a friendly bet. Um, but this is – so, for tonight's games, you throw $10 and you play both of those? Is that what that's like? Or uh, you're just playing one game? Yeah, I'm just playing one game. Yeah, Saints-Packers, got uh, six guys. I think we were like Kamara, Deontay Harris, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Jones, and a couple other guys, can't name off the top of my head, but they're like sort of the sort of the guys I got for cheap that I'm hoping go off. But yeah, it's just a one game situation. But I'm also in three other like fantasy football leagues. Yeah. yeah so my wife hates this time of season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she like hates Sundays. Basically on my phone all day looking at, you know, the games and, Yeah, tracking yeah. everything. Yeah. That's what we were watching yesterday, man. Uh he come over and just cooked a couple burgers and had chips and dip and uh, after the Bama game had went off, we were looking at the numbers for, like, Najee Harris and Waddle and Devontae Smith, and he was like, if there was a college football fantasy, he was like, those would be the type of guys that you want. He's, That's a real good night mm-hmm. for the numbers that they yeah. were putting up. I think he said that they'd done one season or one year of college football yeah. fantasy. Yeah. I can imagine it being a disaster, though. Oh, yeah. I think we try to do it one year, and it's like uh... – you know, you're going to have your, your few games, your Alabama versus LSU, your Alabama-Auburn, where it's going to be sort of normal stats. But then when Alabama plays uh, freaking some no-name school yeah, at a – L.A. Monroe or something. Yeah, and they put up uh, 3,000 yards or, yeah, sort of skews everything. Yeah, it's not representative. Yeah. I think Mahomes said it best yesterday. I was watching an um, interview of him about – I think it's Monday night's game where he plays the Ravens. Oh, yeah. And he was huge. talking – you know, the first thing he wanted to bring up was Lamar Jackson at the the high level that he's playing this season so far. Mm-hmm. And that was one comment that he made. I like Mahomes. Uh, I liked him when he played at Texas Tech. But yeah, uh, there's a good amount of humility out of him right now. And that was his comment about the league this year. And it's the most I've kept up with it in years as far as uh, – the teams are pretty well balanced, it seems like. Tom mm-hmm. Brady and the Bucks are kind of a bust right now. I don't know if they're going to get it together. but Yeah, I think they won today. Did they? 2-1 now. Okay. Yeah. I know that first game they look like oh, yeah. hot garbage. but Right. That's what I was thinking earlier, that's sort of crazy, thinking how good the Saints looked that first week. You thought they were going to be great, but then they lost last week, and now they play the Packers tonight, who are also like very good. So, you know, they're looking at 1-2 and they get beat tonight. And yeah. Now the Bucks are 2-1. and one. Yeah, so 
it can change pretty quick. Yeah. So, man, just overall in uh, NFL, I know it's early, early in the season. Like, uh, what are you thinking as far as, like, some of the teams that are going to be coming out ready for the playoffs this early uh, in the year? Definitely like the Seahawks. I think out of the NFL, NFC, if I had to pick the six teams, uh, definitely the Seahawks, I mean, Saints, Buccaneers. Uh, the Bears are 3-0. and I don't know if they're getting – how long has it been since they've done that? It's been forever. It's been a while. Right? I mean, today the Falcons were up again. I think it's like a third week in a row they've been up like that, and the Bears came back and beat them. But I don't know if they'll be able to continue going like that, the Packers. And then uh, you got the Cowboys. That that division's just sort of been off, I mean, for a while. I think it's mm-hmm. the Cowboys, Redskins, and the Giants. Who the other team is, but, uh, yeah. You know, it's the Eagles. So, yeah, no great team in that division, but one of them's got to win it. So, yeah. I think it'll probably be the Cowboys. Yeah, I bet uh, America's team, right? Everybody yeah. would love that. They haven't done it in so long. They mm. threatened with it last season but fell apart. But right here, yeah, looking at one and two. Picked. Oh. Yep. Yeah, ball That's game. Over. Yeah. So. ASC-wise, I think tomorrow is probably going to be like a yeah, Chiefs and Ravens, preview. Right? Yeah, but like the Patriots still looking good, like – didn't freaking step off at all with Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton's fine over there. Yeah. Like, it, it seemed like it worked out a lot better for the Patriots so far than it did for the Buccaneers, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I think watching, like, Brady last year, you could sort of see, like, just the way he was scrambling around. It didn't really seem like, I don't know, sort of his age sort of looked like he was catching up to him a little bit. Like, he wasn't yeah. moving around a lot. Like, Cam Newton can move around, and, yeah, he gives you that, like, dynamic of the game. I was curious about how he would fall into a system like that with Belichick. And I know um, some of the comments I've been hearing is like a lot of people were kind of upset with their defense, but I think it'll come together. Oh, yeah. They played great today. I actually had them in one of my fantasy leagues. And they gave up 20 points, but they had like two forced fumbles. They had a pick six. So, as far as, yeah, getting them the ball back and, yeah, they did great. Say, so who else out of the AFC? What about uh, – uh, I think the Vikings over that way. Uh, and the NFC, the Steelers are three and zero. They got Big Ben back. Yeah. They got Big Ben back. They got Juju. You know they're always gonna have a good defense. Mm-hmm. But that's just a tough division right now because they got the Ravens in there too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the divisions. You know you got the Chiefs probably gonna win theirs. The Ravens, Steelers, mm-hmm. the Patriots, and then you got sort of the Colts, the Titans. And they won again today. Two and one. Well, they're two and one or three and zero. Oh, but yeah, they got a pretty good offense too. They got Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Yeah. yeah, always hard to beat. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how long Henry's career will be. Like being the workhorse that he is, he's kind of acting oh, like yeah. he's still in college. I mean, which I know they're, he's not yeah. calling the plays, but it's right. you don't see that a whole lot. Yeah, uh, being a workhorse like that in the pros. Maybe back in the Ricky William days. Oh yeah. Yeah, it seems like they've changed where it's almost they've always got like a two down, first, second, and we're going to have a three down guy. Mm-hmm. Which I know the Saints, they just paid Alvin Kamara like a lot of money. But then, I know last week, I think Latavius Murray got the bulk of the carries. So they were sort of just using him. You got Sean Payton, so like an offensive genius. And I think they're using Kamara more. You know, where can we put you? We know you're a great offensive player. You know, uh, line you out, put you out as a receiver, you know, and catch, maybe catch balls out of the backfield. 
just had them everywhere. Mm-hmm. I want to, uh, and if you're interested with it, and if if you enjoyed this, and you want to do it again, uh, we could try to do it more often and talk more about uh, just fantasy drafts and all this. Is we talked a little bit about DraftKings and trying to find that mediocre, but in these regular draft leagues that you'll play with your coworkers or your friends, yeah. is uh, just if you were to talk a little bit. Well, we could take this week, but I don't know how much prep work you've done on like next week for this episode to come out. Like, yeah. What are some of the uh, maybe not necessarily players, but some of the teams and matchups coming up that you would look at as far as uh, that running back probably go off because that defense is kind of low right now. Uh. And like I say, I don't know how. Yeah, I would say uh, I don't really know exactly the uh, matchups, but right now, I mean, you're looking. You always look at that. You're trying to pick up a defense. You're like, who are the Jets playing this week? Who are the, uh, you know, who are the worst teams? Like, who are – I'm going to get that defense. Mm-hmm. I think the Jets, who they play today. I'm going to say play the Colts. Not not exactly sure, but I know they got beat 31-6. Yeah. So, whoever, you know, they're playing teams like that. If you have, like, a rookie quarterback coming in. Let's see if I'm looking over. Yeah. That's another thing with something like this is I'd like to have everything, you know, kind of pulled up to work and look and see uh, what yeah. you're saying. Because I, I watch some of the stuff that they do on ESPN, and those guys are wrong a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll see. That's what I usually use Reddit. He's their fantasy uh, football page. Coach 36-6 yeah. or 36-7. So, yeah, there so you go. Mm-hmm. If you had the coach defense this week, you'd yeah. you done It's basically good. like if you're a lot of people stream defenses, and there's a few good ones. Like I have the Patriots defense, so I'm going to play them every week. They got a great defensive uh, backfield. So they're always going to give me like interceptions. They're always like a great option. The Ravens like pretty good, but if you don't have one of those top defenses, you can always just look towards uh, teams like the Jets. I won't say the Dolphins, but they went off on Thursday. But they got uh, Fitzpatrick, and he's not a known like he's not going to light up the scoreboard. But whenever they give a Tua a chance, you know you think that'll sort of change a little bit. Yeah, I wonder about how he's going to do in the pros. Um, I was curious about uh, Joe Burrow. But uh, I think he's doing a fine job at Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. He ain't got a win yet. Actually got a tie today. Sort of weird. Yeah. But yeah, he's still a good. I think coming, uh, watching his junior year at LSU, you could sort of see he had that, uh, he had like sort of the hit factor. Even though, I mean, he wasn't lighting up the scoreboard until like the last few weeks of the season. Yeah. And he played A&M and UCF in the bowl game. You could sort of see they were like turning the – Page a little bit towards going towards more of a spread offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then just last season with uh, LSU, I guess we can transition off into college a little bit. Is uh, I mean, you're a Tigers fan. I know it had to be just every Saturday. It was like turning it on and, yeah, this is going to be fun. Oh, yeah. It's just one of them years where yeah. uh, it, everything was just in its right place. Right. Yeah, I still go on uh, YouTube, man, watch those old highlights. I'm here back to – you know, everybody like point. Everybody likes to point towards the Alabama game as the biggest game, but I think the Texas game, where uh, I think it was third and seventeen or third and twenty-one, and Joe Burrow hit a uh, Justin Jefferson for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think looking back, I feel like that was sort of the biggest game of the season. Yeah, to give them confidence to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was a time like uh, it was a make it or break it at that point. And what yeah. that was was that the season opener? It was the second week. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was early. When they were doing the, the, the hype for uh, yesterday's game between them and the State, that was they used that touchdown from that game, the Jefferson yeah. pass. And then they spent all this time on Alabama. And I was like, that was great that they beat Alabama. But I was like, that wasn't, yeah. that wasn't it, like you said. Right. There were so many more bigger monumental moments that happened that season that was yeah. bigger than that. It was just the fact that they beat Bama, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely like a hill they had to get over, I think, to become champion. They had to beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So You ain't the champ till you beat the champ. Yeah. We hadn't beat them in like eight or like eight years. Yeah, that was right. Yeah. And a bunch of the games they played were close. LSU could have won a few of them. And they just, yeah, they would always slip. Bama would slip in and slip out with a victory. Yeah. yeah. It seems like with Alabama, like the, the real hill is it's been Auburn every single year. You know, LSU's going to play the hell out of them. Mississippi State's going to play the hell out of them. Um, but it, it's always – Auburn at the very end, because especially playing Auburn at Auburn. Yeah. And that's a game that I can't wait for this season is LSU and Auburn, because uh, I think it's at Auburn. But a lot of Auburn fans was hoping it was going to be in Death Valley this year so that they could finally break that streak. And I was like, well, you'd have two factors on breaking that. Uh, not the usual crowd that makes Death Valley Death Valley. Definitely. And it's a, it's a down year. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know mm-hmm. what week that game is, but I'm thinking by that time, Orgeron and the, uh, the coaching staff will yeah. they'll have things put together to get them in the best position to win. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I said watching the game yesterday, man, I definitely missed Stingley. They had another guy opt out the season, Kerry Vincent, who's going to be a starting safety. So the secondary is basically depleted. So yesterday was sort of a perfect storm, and you're playing the – yeah, uh, the what's he call his offense? Oh. The air, the air raid. The yeah. air raid. So you're yeah. playing the worst possible offense you could have played at that time, mm-hmm. with no crowd to help you. They can just not mess it. You can speak clearly to everybody. You can audible and do whatever you need to do. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like uh, I work in Starville, and so when Mike Leach comes to town, um, you know we're hearing the pirate, and you hear all these different nicknames for Mike Leach and. I kind of blank on what he calls his offense, but, yeah, that's it. Because <laughs> yeah. it was just insane. Like, the whole state of Mississippi, as far as hiring coaches this season, is just wacky. You got Lane Kiffin out at Ole Miss, which I don't think is a bad move. No. It's probably the best move that they could have made. Yeah. Mike Leach, everybody was curious if the air raid would work in the SEC. I don't know if that game says anything at all. No. That's what uh, – as far as the air raid, I feel like, you know, LSU last season – Throwing the ball a lot. Alabama's been doing it for the mm-hmm. last two or three years. I feel like everybody's sort of moved to that, throwing mm-hmm. it around. He's obviously been doing it for a while, though, so he's mastered it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're talking, what, a, a playbook of 15 to 25 plays tops? Mm-hmm. And the only kind of running you're going to do is maybe a draw. Right. <laughs> Quarterback's think, always going to be in the shotgun. Yeah, I think they mentioned that yesterday. They said that he doesn't even run that many plays. But the plays they do run, they run, like, to perfection. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to defend. Especially if you know the weaknesses, which LSU yesterday, I think, had a freshman playing. One guy just transferred. They were playing to transfer from Nichols. So, he had only been there for about a month. So, yeah. I think I heard Orgeron mention that, uh, and I don't know how the SEC stands on it, but at this point I would hope he would be able to make the phone call and maybe some of those guys that opted out. Oh, yeah. If they had the opportunity (laughs) to come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. Yeah. 
Yeah, he said he welcomed him back with open arms, which I know a few. I know Jamar Chase, I mean, he's a top 10 pick. I understand it, like, yeah. especially during this season. It's going to be a weird year like, <clears throat> with COVID and everything. Uh, yeah, I definitely see that. But guys like Kerry Vincent and Ed Tyler Shelvin opt out too, which, I mean, they might get drafted, but another year could have definitely helped them. Another year of tape. I heard a rumor, and I haven't I haven't seen it confirmed uh, with the SEC Network or anybody, but as far as eligibility for this year, I've, I've heard a couple people rumor that uh, it wasn't going to count against eligibility because it was such a weird year. Like if you yeah. went in the season as a junior, if you didn't uh, elect to go to the draft, if you came back, you wouldn't be a senior technically. You would right. still have two years of eligibility. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't think yeah. it is. I think they did. Yeah, they did oh. say that. Which cool. sort of messes up all the recruits coming in, though, because now you're yeah. going against these guys who are still good players. You know, definitely schools like LSU and Alabama, they still have great people there. But now they get a, another year where, you know, they would have been done playing. Mm-hmm. But now they get to stay back and sort of see what they can do. And that might mean something for teams like Arkansas and, like, uh, other SEC schools oh, yeah, that are definitely. buried. It was like, right. well, I know if I go to Bama or LSU, it's like I'm still going to sit behind those guys. Maybe if I go play at – a lesser SEC school, we, we could do something there. Maybe yeah. that'll help even everything back out again. I don't know. Yeah, definitely uh, get them some more uh, experience. What? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you caught. Did you catch a lot of the other SEC games yesterday? Mm, I watched a little bit of the Florida Ole Miss game when it was closer. I watched a little bit of the Auburn Kentucky game, and then I watched the Alabama game a little bit. But I think they already had it in hand. It was quick. Right when it hit 21 nothing, I found yeah. something else. And then um, somebody texted and said, Bryce Young's in. I think they put him in in the fourth, and I wanted to see how he looked. Yeah. He looked fine. He had a fumble, but uh, his passes looked great. He looked just as good as Mac. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's when, I don't know, a guy like that, five-star, best quarterback in the country, doesn't come there. I don't, I don't think he wants to play the first year, but is Mac Jones, he still has one more? He's a senior. So. Oh, okay. That's a perfect situation then. So, yeah. he'll play next year. You sit behind him this year and sort of learn or come in late, which I don't think they'll have any issues. But And with that eligibility rule, uh, you could play, you know, what, in oh, a yeah, regular so season, yeah. you could play four games or is it three and still get your red shirt. Right. So, but this year ain't going to count against him at all. Yeah, you could just yeah. play every game. I think he's probably looking at three years and taking off. Yeah. Yeah. I was amazed by some of those. Uh, Devontae Smith, I thought he was a junior. He's a senior. He came back. I guess mm-hmm. he wants a championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? It's early. Um, I know all the experts, uh, they're saying Alabama-Clemson. I don't know if I agree with that yet. Um, I think I think it could possibly be Auburn coming out of the West. Yeah. You look at uh, – I think we actually were sort of talking about that the other day too, about the East, about – Georgia, mm-hmm. and then Georgia didn't really look, really look too great yesterday. They finally got it together in the second half. I watched that whole first half of them playing Arkansas, and uh, I think their starting quarterback is hurt or something. Yeah. And so they had to start the second string, and he was just garbage. And then they put Clements, third string true freshman, in, and yeah. he did okay. And then in the second half, uh, they finally started establishing the run game, and it looked like right. Kirby Smart's Georgia mm-hmm. football. Uh, but Florida could win the East. I don't. Yeah, it's gonna definitely come down to that game. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, LSU. That's usually Florida's hardest. I don't know who all our uh, Florida drew from the uh, the West because I know they had to do two extra games. I don't know if they. They definitely. I don't know who they picked up. 
I don't. I know they didn't Bama. Yeah, I know it's usually they play LSU every year, so I don't know who else they picked up. That's definitely gonna come into effect. But yeah, I think after uh, watching yesterday, uh, which I don't know how they're gonna do the bowls this year. They're still gonna do all of them, or I don't know. I've I've heard some people say that everybody gets a bowl this year, and I was like, well, how the hell does that work? Yeah. How's you're telling me you can go three <laughs> yeah. and nine and go to a bowl, or right. they're only playing ten games, so you can go three and seven? Yeah, definitely. I think they said they're going to lessen the uh, requirement to from six games because you know if you're playing the SEC, you play five games, but five of the teams you played A and M, Alabama, LSU, Auburn, and it's going to be hard to win six games. Definitely. So we'll see you next week. I think Alabama A and M next Saturday. Yes. The A&M yes. struggle with Vanderbilt. They yeah. still got uh, Kellen Mond? Yes. Okay. They do. Yeah. So, Arkansas, Florida plays from the west, and I couldn't. I don't know enough about Florida to tell you uh, who's regular or not. But Yeah. LSU's like their only regular, but I don't know who they're – they usually play one regular west opponent, and then they'll have an extra one every year. So, I don't know who their added one was. And that was last year's schedule, so that did us a whole lot of good. Yeah. Which that was always sort of a complaint from, like, LSU and I'm sure Auburn fans, too, that Alabama's uh, East opponent was Tennessee. Like, it's an easy win every year, but now Tennessee's, like, on the up and up. Yeah. They, I mean, though, I, I would definitely say they're going to finish third after, you yeah. know, South Carolina playing them first. That was tough. So, they have Arkansas, LSU, ain't A&M in the West? Yeah. Yeah, because Missouri's in the East. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Everyone else is from the uh, from the east, so A uh, and M could be tough for them. But I think they played oh, them. Yeah. It looked like the week before uh, LSU. That's another thing too is how the buys work. I think LSU and Alabama both are doing buys again before each other. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it's going to be at LSU. But uh, it don't really make a difference this season. Yeah, it's sort of a yeah, That's, it sucks. That was one thing about watching, which I knew Missouri wasn't going to be loud. That was uh, watching Auburn play Kentucky and then watching LSU and State. Those are two very loud places to play. And I would say in recent yeah. years, um, Auburn might be the toughest place to play. Jordan Harris has just been electric over the past four seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe yeah. to the same level as Bryant Denny or Death Valley. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think Bama's beat them there in the past two or three times they've been there. Jordan Harris? Right. Oh, yeah. Tough place to play. And there's voodoo there, man. Yeah. They can crap in a swinging jug there, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Which they had some – they had a bad call, I thought. I don't – I get it they're wanting to take care of the players. Um, it was uh, – Kentucky was knocking on the door early in the game to score. It was still 7-8. to eight. We're close to halftime. Kentucky gets the ball back in the second half. And Auburn puts together this great goal line stand – it's third and go. Kentucky decides to pass. It's picked off. It's taken all the way back. But there's a block. The guy uses yeah. – they call targeting. It gets called back. They go into the half. Yeah. Was it – yeah, he did lead with his helmet, and it was helmet-to-helmet contact. But they're saying he's defenseless and he was out of the play. That guy was just three steps behind the guy of the ball. Right. And that guy ran him down and then turned around to block him. Yeah. So I was like, how else was he going to hit him? Yeah. So some yeah. of that targeting crap I don't like. I miss it, like, just being able to knock the hell out of each other sometimes. Oh, yes. Yeah, the game's definitely changed. 
Yeah. But I get them wanting to make it safer for them. Yeah, I see that. But, I mean, I don't know. Do you think back to a few years ago, the LSU-Arkansas game, where they got Devin White called to targeting like late in the game, and he sort of was really questionable. I understand if you blindsided somebody who wasn't, like, paying attention and just sort of trot down the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you hit a you know a quarterback throwing the ball and or something like that, trying to protect the guys. But yeah, I think it got to be reasonable too. Yeah, sort of look at was a guy possibly, I don't know. I'm gonna say, could he have gotten injured or hurt during the play? Because that you know everybody's different. But I don't think so. Uh, it was like right when it first happened, I said that might be the best block you see all season because. That guy was running right next to another Kentucky defender. Yeah. And the way that he hit the guy, he took two guys out at once. Mm. He, he laid yeah. them both out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess they – I don't know. And you sort of uh, – you watch it now and they'll sort of – they won't hit them. They'll be in front of them and sort of do like just get in their way, which mm. I guess – That might does, be the smartest thing you can do now. Yeah. It does the same – has the same effect basically. But, yeah, not really the same. You know, back in the old days – as soon as the interception comes and you got guys running the opposite way and the offense is coming back towards them. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a collision. You're about, about to hear it. Yeah. It'll be big hits. <laughs> well, Kansas State pulled off the upset again this year, Oklahoma. I don't know if uh, – uh, I don't – to me, Pac-12 playing seven games, I don't care if they played ten. I don't see them uh, playing with the ACC or the SEC. Same with the Big 12. I don't – Oklahoma probably had the best chance if they do a playoff this season to go. Now they lost to K-State. Is it too early? Yeah. Maybe. But who else are you going to play in the Big 12 since you're playing only Big 12 to make an argument now? Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas, probably only thing. Did you see that comeback? They came back and win, didn't they? They, they did. Won. So they yeah. were down by 15 late in the fourth. They got the touchdown, just kicked the field goal. Got the onside kick, got the touchdown, went for two, tied it up, went to overtime, and won. Ellinger's turned into a hell of a little quarterback, man. I remember when he first started, I think it was two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. I think he started because of some kind of a injury. Uh, he may have just beat the other guy out for the position. I don't remember how it went, but I was like, Texas is in, is in trouble if that's their best. And then yeah. last season, I think he had some injury issues. Like, I know he went out two games being hurt. Yeah. Uh, but this season, he looks good. Mm-hmm. So, I remember I watched him yeah, sort of going up to the LSU-Texas game. You sort of heard about him, like, hey, this guy's pretty good. He's on the mm-hmm. Heisman, like, short list maybe. And then just watching that game, he looked pretty good, sort of like a Tebow-like. Yeah, I would I say think, that. Yeah, what we were talking about earlier sort of helps him because he's sort of a guy – doesn't really look like an NFL quarterback, but he looks like a great college quarterback. He's kind of short, yeah. yeah. looks like a great college quarterback, like a guy who's going to be great in college but maybe not transition to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And for him to get an extra year, like, it's going to be killer for them. Definitely. He'll be a stud next year if he comes back. Yeah, if he decides to. Yeah. And like you said, too. I don't think he's going to have that much stock. Mm-hmm. He's kind of – I think he's 5'11". Yeah. And I'm sure they'd market – on the scouting report, probably six one or six two, but you know yeah. how that goes. It's a guy, uh, another guy that's probably watching at home. I don't even know if he's on the active roster, but Jake Fromm would have been great for him to come back. Like I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he left. Didn't make any sense to me. But could have mm-hmm. came back and helped Georgia because they I mean, had a bunch of people coming back. Yeah. Try to finally go to a title run. Like he's been there close, like two times I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe one or two games away. He was in the. Had him beat sort of one time. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, you know, this past season that Georgia had no chance with uh, LSU. But the season before, I think 
what uh, they went to the SEC championship. They won. They made it to the playoffs, and I think uh, got put out by Clemson. I don't know. Then that was the year they went to the championship game, wasn't it? When the Tua came in, or was that before? That was Jake. Uh, yeah, that was Jake yeah. too. So he's had several yeah, heartbreaks so to where there. he was just almost enough. Yeah, that's what I think. And I don't know why anybody could tell him like, "Hey, you're gonna if you go to the NFL, you're gonna be backing up somebody. Like you're not gonna be a surefire starter." Right. I don't know if he was actually even drafted. I think he's, but he's a late, maybe fourth or fifth round. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what yeah. his. I don't remember what his tail is. I couldn't even tell you what. Uh, went to what the team he went to. Okay, well there yeah. you go. Which they have a great quarterback, so he's not gonna start over him unless he gets hurt. But yeah. And it might work out for him that way. I know McCarron, he stayed in the pros for a while being a backup, yeah. got that money, got out, and oh, now yeah. he's, you know, doing whatever he does. Right. Hanging out on yachts, whatever mm-hmm. he wants to do. Yeah. But. If that's um, all you want, cool. Yeah, to have that opportunity, though, to come back and try one more time. But, yeah, it'd probably be different this year. Especially, I mean, I'm sure everyone in the championship's going to claim it. Like, hey, we won a title, but for everybody else, gonna be like, oh, that's the corona year. Like, we're not really, yeah, yeah I can really count it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, sort of weird. It is, man. I was, I was curious. I was like, if you ever wanted to argue to extend the playoffs to maybe six or eight teams, uh, mm-hmm. this would be the season just to test it. Yeah. Even if you want to say it, just what this is not an eligible year. It's just a season, just so we can say that we played college football. Um, but yeah, I'm like you. I think even, you know. If we have a regular season that comes down to an SEC team, an ACC team, or maybe a Big Ten, if they win, as far as what the rest of the nation thinks, is it going to be, you know, is it going to be like them old national championships that Alabama claims that nobody's right. like, eh, yeah. whatever. Everybody was at war and nobody was playing. What, yeah. are, you, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, just going at, off of just what we've seen the last few years, Clemson, the SEC champion, those are two. You know, if one of those – definitely if they're both in the playoffs, and you pretty mm-hmm. much know what we've seen the last few years, always Clemson going against the SEC champion. Mm-hmm. It's always a pretty good game. Yeah. I wonder about Miami. Uh, I know they played Florida State this past uh, Saturday. Uh, yeah, Florida him. State had – head coach had COVID, so I don't even think he was – Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think he was in the stadium. I don't wow. know if he – how yeah. he coached it, if he coached it. But Florida State's down. I wonder if – Miami is back. Uh, they play Clemson this season, regular, yeah. so that'll be our tail. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, I think yesterday, didn't they win 52 to 10, though? Yeah, it was a blowout. Yeah. And Coach ain't going to give them 50, 40 points. But uh, they got uh, that old Houston quarterback, Derek King. Yeah. Yeah, so he's with him, so he's going to give him a chance. You know, come the, of course, Clemson's got Trevor Lawrence, you know, mm-hmm. loaded. They look so good. Him and ETN, man. I know they've mm-hmm. only like uh, they were on the bye this week, but yeah. the week before they played the Citadel, and the week before that it was like Syracuse, I think. Yeah. So. ETN's a senior this year. Right. And that's like huge. I think college football. I think Alabama does it well. LSU did it last year. It was one of the only years LSU has ever like. Returning I felt, seniors. Yeah, returned guys that hey come back and play one more year like Christian Fulton, Rashard Lawrence. Like, guys, they could have went to the NFL and got drafted, but said, hey, we're going to come back one more year and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had a great year. I think that's huge, like, getting the juniors to come back for one more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else to do in uh, college football? What's that? Anything else to do there? I think yeah, we're I, good there. I think we got it. 
Uh, as far as NBA, who you got? You like the Heat or the Lakers? Man, I don't really watch it much. But, I mean, stepping off, put the games on. But I don't know. I feel like the Lakers are a little bit like the Yankees. So, I'm probably going to pull for the Heat. Yeah, got, I'm pulling for the Heat. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But I, th- I think it is the Lakers. Yeah. It I feel like Bill Burr. <laughs> you ever listen to this podcast? Yeah, all the time. So he, he hates is. the Lakers. He's like, why no, don't you no, try no. recruiting for once? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious, man. I always watch his uh, – He's on people. There's this guy on YouTube. He'll do like little shorts with him and like post the videos behind it. It's mm-hmm. like hilarious. But yeah, hey, uh, I don't know about the Heat, man. You got Jimmy Butler. Is it Harrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lakers, man. He's got a freaking all-star team. Yeah, you got. Which I think Dwight Howard's heyday was ten years ago. But you got him. You got LeBron, of course. You have yeah. uh, AD, the Brow, and uh, they they have a hell of a bench. So. Yeah, Kuzma. Yeah, Rondo seems oh, like yeah. just the white Mamba. Yeah, Kuzma, yeah. and that dude's had a hell of a season. Yeah, I forgot he was on the team, and I thought he was one of those contract players. What do they say? This the twenty-one day guys, or what? What is that? Uh, one yeah. of those contracts? It's, yeah, it's not twenty-one, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought he was one of them, but he played the entire season. Yeah, he's been there for a few years. I think he was sort of the guy they wanted to sort of like build around. Yeah, but then LeBron James comes, like, okay, you know, you're still gonna be on the team. Yeah. <laughs> Well, see, I think at one point he thought he was going to get traded. The same uh, – who's the other guy who has a dad who's a big uh, ego? He got traded to the Pelicans. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a uh, ball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know which one. So that's what the Lakers were before. They had ball and uh, Kuzma. Yeah. Ball and Kuzma. And they were, I think they were building around them, but then LeBron became available. So, yeah, you know, we're going to go this way. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get what we can because LeBron sort of, you know, where is he going to stay at? I'm glad that ball thing kind of died out. You know, I think uh, the dad, uh, he was he was perfect for what he was doing. I mean, just being yeah. controversial for the sake of it works. Yeah. But, God, I'm glad they finally shut that guy up. He used to get on my nerves so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's what, uh, I don't know, it seemed like the classic dad. He sort of, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like uh, being at the ball field, right? Yeah, and this, that's uh, basically what it was. My son's the best. Why ain't he starting? Right. Well, it's because everyone else out there on the field is better. Yeah. For one. <laughs> What's their other son? I think the the youngest one, he's projected like top two. Now, that's not the one playing over in Asia right now, is it? That's mm-hmm. the, yeah, uh, it's okay. like his first year he's uh, he's available to be drafted or whatever because he said no college. So, I'm gonna, I guess he had to do two years of just semi-pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think he's looking at first pick or second pick. But, uh, yeah, I think Alonzo Ball, he ended up probably in a good situation. He's in New Orleans with uh, Zion. Yeah, it's not a I don't know how long they'll keep him. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like the Pelicans, you know, they held AD forever. He was the face yeah. of that franchise, and they finally got off of him, and then they said Zion's going to be our new face. And, yeah. Um, they didn't have a bad season, but it's, it's just really hard being in the West when you got teams like the Clippers and the Lakers with these yeah. powerhouses. The small market teams. Yeah. yeah. Especially in basketball, which I've – I don't know. It's different than baseball. The small market teams can maybe make a run. I feel like in basketball, you got you know five guys, so you better have like five good guys. You go up against LeBron, and yeah, yeah. If you yeah, uh, and if if you don't have five, I hope you have eight, and you got like a really good bench, you know. Yeah. And you can just swap. Right. But. You have guys that you know people don't really know about yet, but yeah, like the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. I think they had like Luca. I don't know if he was well known or. I don't. Yeah, I couldn't say. 
what he ended up – didn't he finish third in the MVP? Yeah, he came out of nowhere to me. I don't really follow NBA, so I don't know if yeah. people had that. I'm sure they did. Yeah. yeah, they probably go to Europe and, you know, scout guys all the time trying to find the next uh, Luca or Ku coach or whoever. Yeah. Did you watch that uh, NBA, the Michael Jordan documentary? Yes. Great. Yeah. Was it the yeah. final dance, right? Yeah. Is that what they called it? Yeah. The last was... dance? Uh, yeah. Final. Yeah. Last dance, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, that was real good. It's all available on Netflix now, too, if you ain't caught it. But um, Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to do anything with baseball? Uh, man, I haven't been watching a lot of games. I'm a Reds fan. The Reds did sneak into the playoffs. They're playing the Braves, though. Yeah, you and Jacob both, right? Both yeah, of y'all like that's the Reds. my dad. He was a big Pete Rose fan growing up. Yeah. So we sort of clinged on to the Reds. Yeah, my brother, he has, like, the MLB pass, watches every game, you know. Yeah. I try to catch them on their own TV. Yeah. But, yeah, they that's play it. the Braves, and they, yeah, it's going to be a tough series. Yeah, it's one of those teams. So, you know, just growing up over there by the state line, you had two teams that you could watch regularly. It was either the Cubs or uh, the Braves. Yeah. So you had to pick right there if you was going to like those two. I remember growing up just liking King Griffey Jr. and the Mariners, even though I couldn't watch them all the time. Sweet yeah. swing in baseball, right? Definitely. Best <laughs> one. Still probably. So. Yeah. Um, but Pete Rose is definitely a good pick. I like I like the Dodgers, but I think it's a rarity to get to watch them play in this part of the country. Right. Which yeah. is, you know, wild, the wild cards or the playoffs. Yeah. That's what I was watching. Uh, they had the NFL games, the two games, like, on Fox and CBS. Just, like, watching that, you wish they'd have something that made it, like, more available. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess they got people there trying to they, – they know the best way to make money. So Yeah. But it seems like it's super expensive to get, like, an NFL pass or, you know, for MLB. I don't think the MLB one's that bad, but – Right. The NFL pass, I know, is like pretty, like $60 a month, I think, for, I guess, yeah, it's about four months, so. Yeah, halfway feasible. Yeah. Maybe still a bit of a push. Yeah, but I feel like I could, like, put it on, at least do maybe one game, like, you want to watch this game this week and you can purchase it on iTunes or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But, yeah, they probably have figured out to how you can make the most money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Anything else to do with sports? We can move on somewhere else. Oh, man. I mean, you know I'm a big boxing fan? No, I didn't know that. Hey, I used to we'll do a little amateur boxing. You see this weekend, Conor McGregor, Pacquiao. Conor McGregor boxing again? Yeah, come back. I was fight. wondering why uh, Pacquiao was trending on like Twitter and social media, but I had no idea that they boxed. Yeah, they, uh, they, they planned it's going to be in, uh, I want to say Abu Dhabi. One of the very like wealthy Middle Eastern countries. Yeah. I want to say uh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Is that the main one they usually do? Yeah. I want to say it's that. So I guess they threw a sh- lot of money at them. Yeah, probably like a 12 round. Yeah. Sam McGregor's cool. coming out. I think he posted on his Instagram. Posted like a promo for it. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the main guys that, I mean, obviously Deontay Wilder. We got the bronze bummer. He's just out of Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he needs to get his head checked. I don't think he's been right since the first time him and um, oh gosh, the guy that just beat him, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Yeah. The last time that they fought, I thought that he needed to go to the hospital yeah. <laughs> to get his head checked. Yeah. Because he was like bleeding out of his ears. Definitely. He got that's what I remember watching the fight, and I saw that blood start coming out of his ears. Like they need to stop it. And it's and then he was sort of mad that. Uh, one of his trainers, Mark Breland, who's like, I think, I think one of his trainers is sort of a yes man. Mm-hmm. The guy who I think he owns the Sky Sports or Sky Boxing or whatever. I think it's what it, I'm not sure. 
he owns it in Tuscaloosa. I know they brought Mark Breland in there, who's like a Olympic boxer, had a you know, pretty good professional career, mm-hmm. to sort of give him like a more tactical training, and you know. And Mark Breland, I think, was trying to stop it early. Yeah, when he was, you know, ears started, you know, cause yeah, because that happened early. I yeah. want to say that was like six rounds in. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it was. Early. I mean, it might have been earlier. He got dropped like pretty quick, and yeah. sort of the fight was over. Like he's just basically getting. It's a matter of time. We just don't know when it's gonna happen. Yeah. Like obviously you can land, hit him with one punch, but yeah, I mean he's got to look out for the safety of the guy. And I know point. just in some of like the interviews uh, since that fight, and I know he's gotten a lot cockier as you know he's gotten yeah. belts, and I mean he was undefeated for so long, but like some of the sh- stuff that he says in interviews, I was like, I can't tell if you just if you mean that or if you just off. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. You look at Ali, like... Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the heavyweights are just... I mean, you get hit by a heavyweight boxer. Even though they're still big guys, to them, might not really feel anything, but it probably feels like getting hit by a damn brick. Get hit by somebody like Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, and he weighs like 270. Yeah. I remember we used to... uh, uh, You won't know the guy, but it's kind of that same thing. Trey, uh, Danny Foster, he's not with us no more. He passed... uh, seven, eight years ago. We used to do this uh, backyard boxing. Huh. And, man, we had these, it was like Dollar General gloves, man. It was it was awful. And so, like, after you got, I don't know, it ain't nothing like what you got there. Yeah. But they was just cotton stuffed. And so, if you made a good contact, you'd feel the knuckle on top of, like, after several good contacts, you'd blow the mid out and you'd basically be yeah. bare knuckle boxing at that point. Mm-hmm. Danny hit Trey one time. And it scared us because Trey, he went to the ground, and he was like, he was knocked out, but he looked yeah. like, it, I, I think we might need to call somebody. I think Danny just killed him. <laughs> shit. And, yeah. like, it's that heavy weight thing you're talking about because yeah, Danny was, I, I would venture to say, two, two, 275, oh, uh, standing at well, about 6'2". for? Um, He's got called out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was Trey, about 160 maybe? At that time, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Trey's Damn. bigger now than he's ever yeah. been. He's still not a big guy. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I think it was, you know, it was uh, – we were all drinking and partying at that time, and it was, you know, yeah. whatever the weekend was. And we were watching boxing on TV that night, and it was like, go down the store and get some boxing gloves. Let's settle this. Yeah. <laughs> That's what any time I think uh, boxing's on a big fight, that you know the bars are going to have a lot of fights. Yeah. Yeah, you know, people are going to be like, ah, get that, I don't know, get your blood flowing. Yeah, and testosterone yeah, the, going. The guys on. watching the fights, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. that Especially after a few drinks, yeah. Well, you say you do amateur boxing? Used to. Uh, I had eight fights. Yeah, only time I got knocked down, New Orleans. I think I remember, uh, so I come out of the ring and, you know, you weigh in, but there's no, like, set fights. So you basically show up. Everybody just shows up, weighs in. They try to just match you around somebody your weight. Mm-hmm. So in our gym, you know, we try to get our weight down a little bit. So we'd have the upper edge. Like, hey, you know, we're going to get my weight down like 140 or something. And mm-hmm. I'm going to fight somebody around that weight when I walk around like at 155 or something. But that day, there wasn't nobody at 140. So I had to fight some dude who just weighed like 154. He was like a taller guy. So I remember like the bell rang. I came out of the corner. Looked up. I was like, damn. Boy, big. Yeah. Yeah. So you were talking maybe like a four or five inch advantage reach he had on you? Yeah, it was just sort of, when I first saw him, it was sort of like intimidating. I'm not really intimidating. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
This is different. Yeah, so he definitely traded punches, I think, a little bit in the middle. And then uh, I think he was actually by the ropes. And I sort of, like, went at him. And he just caught me, like, right in the chin. Like, went down and just sort of like a flash night down. Didn't really feel it. Just went down, like, hit the floor, bounced right back up. Like, yeah. That's the only time I hit the deck, though. I was like, well, <laughs> sort of weird. Yeah. We got a pretty good fighting scene in uh, Columbus. Uh, they do a lot of amateur boxing. We got uh, kind of a UFC-style uh, MMA fighting scene. I'm good. And uh, they'll, they'll have it at the Trotter, the, the main little center down there in Columbus. I like going to those when they have them. And we got a couple of guys that we went to high school with that uh, they'll fight in it. And it's it's hit or miss if they'll win or not. But it's like when we when I say amateur, it's like, I don't even know how serious they take it. Yeah. Because a lot of times it looks like one of them actually trained and the other one didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's just like yeah. two rounds. It's not very entertaining. But the yeah. MMA stuff is typically pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, the MMA fight, you're always going to get a brawl, I feel like, because put those little gloves on. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anytime you get in there, I mean, it's basically people throwing. You know, I don't know. Try getting MMA the, the ground game. Not really, not really know much about yeah, look at the. That's why I think Conor McGregor was so popular because he had such a pop. He had such a great stand-up game where he would throw punches and knock people out. And same thing like Nate Diaz, who would like throw and yeah. Dude, Nate, that used to be one of my favorite fighters. Not just because of all the shit he would talk, uh, but just like I, I like to watch him fight because yeah. it, it would seem like his whole body was going to be covered in their blood and his blood by the time, yeah. the time it was over. It was just going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Him and, him and his brother. I can't think of his brother's name right now. Uh, but both of those uh, boys were uh, hard hitters. Yeah. That's, uh... But I think, like, my all-time favorite uh, in the UFC probably would have been, uh, oh, man, blanking. This has been years ago. Probably Matt Hughes. No, really? I liked him a lot. He had a great, game, uh, great game, ground game. Yeah. Yes. And we got a, uh, I don't know if you remember him, uh, but uh, Alan Belcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was back uh, probably 2009-ish. He was fairly prominent in the UFC, but uh, the gym that we have in Columbus, uh, he trains the people who train there. And so he'll come up every now and then. It was, it's cool to have like, yeah. a pretty prominent guy in the UFC. I heard he's going to come back and fight uh, soon. I don't know if it'll be... Like just a preliminary, or if it's going to be like an actual big card yeah. match. But you know, it's kind of cool to have that kind of presence in Columbus, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that MMA and boxing they have these uh, basically like journeyman fighters who are sort of brought in. Like you said, one guy looks like you train, the other guy sort of just brought in. Yeah. And they'll just sort of come in to give the guy like, you know, you're gonna beat me, but I'm gonna give you like some good rounds. You gotta build your record up until yeah. you get to you know twelve and zero. You can get you a, a fight that pays you a little money. Mm-hmm. At first, you're gonna fight like these lower guys. Yeah, yeah. that's what I had. Uh, so I did like eight amateur fights, and then I got at uh, graduated college. And but I think it was by the, the day after I graduated, so this is that why you was down in Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah, this is all back in Baton Rouge. They had like a, I don't think I want to say because I didn't really hear about boxing much when I was in Alabama growing up. Yeah, it didn't seem like there was a scene at all. Mm-mm. That's why in Louisiana it's sort of a huge thing. Sort of how we do little league or little league baseball. Yeah, like they go, you know, you go to inter- amateur tournaments. There's kids all boxing. Like it seems like a big thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
But yeah, it's about the day after I graduated, some guy messaged me. He's like, hey, you want to fight this pro dude? Like, you know, you basically come in as like a journeyman guy. He's going to beat me or whatever. But yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. And um, I was up to fight him, man. I think it's like the most Louisiana thing ever. Well, I think it's sort of sad. But <laughs> the guy, had, his dad had fell off a Mardi Golf float and got really bad hurt. So really? he like sort of dropped out of the fight about three weeks before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is definitely one of the most Louisiana things. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. Baton Rouge, New Orleans kind of mm-hmm. area thing. Yeah, so I was ready to fight him, but it was like, I mean, my, it was his first fight, but it was my first fight too, so I was like, man, I can beat this guy. Yeah. I wasn't like a true journeyman, like a guy who had had a bunch of fights and got beat. I was sort of still, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was going to be a three, maybe three round fight. Yeah. Definitely. Pros uh, a little differently from uh, amateur. Especially, know? I bet, with the prize money. Oh, yeah. Put on some eight ounce gloves, so it's sort of, I guess, MMA is four ounce, but yeah, any hit can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think about that because, like, when, you know, most people's experience with like a street fight is just how ugly and fast they are. Yeah. But you're talking about training for something that's going to three rounds. Mm-hmm. We're talking five minute rounds? Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And eight ounce glove versus just a fist. Now, a fist will cut. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's an extra eight ounces coming. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like the cardio. Uh, I remember my first fight. I won, but I remember afterwards, like, man, I wasn't even close to being like this shape I need. Like, but going in, you felt like you were, right? Yeah, I felt. Well, I was so nervous. I don't know. It was just nervous in- energy. Like, just yeah. I remember third round after the fight was over, I was like dead. Yeah, sort of like what? I had a whole lot of respect because you know you watch fights on TV and you're like, oh man, these guys aren't even like throwing that many punches. But yeah. yeah. You throwing? I mean, you think twelve rounds, twelve three-minute rounds? And I was sort of I think one of Floyd May Floyd Mayweather's biggest attributes was he was in such great shape. Like could always like guys would tire trying to hit him, but he was always sort of mm-hmm. never faded. Like would always going to be hundred percent twelve rounds. Yeah, I think he got a lot of hate, man. But like it seems like the further he got in his career, the more respect I had for him, and I think it was a lot of that reason. Yeah, definitely. If you look, uh. A lot of people say he didn't like to fight, but if you go back and watch sort of like his, how he fought when he was like at 135 pounds, like he was a killer dude, like beat up people. As he moved up in weight, you know, he's all obviously going to be, he's moving up in weight for paydays, but he's still going to be a smaller body guy because he's a 135 pound fighter. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's obviously going to be like more defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Because at that point, he's just trying to survive, get the hits in, get the points and get out. Yeah. He definitely knew how to like win. Just, that's why I think he got to the point where he knew how to win rounds. And he knew how to win fights. Yeah. Yeah, sort of had it. What about you, man? Did, uh, as far as the style, did you ever get into any of that rope-a-dope or anything like that? Uh, not really, man. A bunch of... I know that I started was out, of an Ali I, thing. But. Yeah, started out sort of, you know, I was, I was always, you know, I was, uh, just I ran a lot. So I was in pretty good shape. I could throw a lot of punches. That was sort of my thing. I would just try to throw a lot of punches, sort of try to tire out the guy. Uh, my first couple fights, you can definitely, you know, like, oh, this guy's just freaking crazy. He's throwing a lot of punches. Like, you know, while towards the end, toward the uh, the last, you know, got more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little more uh, strategic as far as how many punches I threw. But, yeah, all the, all, I used to, my favorite fighters were all the old Mexican fighters. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Chavez and, you know, watching him, definitely. I like Canelo. Uh, Barrera, Marquez, all those guys. But you can sort of 
you know, Floyd Mayweather's sort of style is just like he's a master, so you're not really gonna be able to replicate that. But you see sort of guys like Chavez who just do a lot of punches. Like, okay, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I can mirror that a little bit. I try to get somewhere near it. Yeah. Was that weird, like being down in Louisiana? Like, uh, I imagine you had a gym and folks you trained with, and it's like, it's, what was that like as far as like the style of it? Was did you kind of tell them what you were into, or they just kind of they weighed you up and kind of pushed you a certain direction? Uh, I think uh, you know I sort of got in. I was in I was in the Navy, so we did a little boxing, mm-hmm. not anything official. We sort of sparred just with the guys I was on the ship with. So, and I had, like, an interest with it. So when I showed up at the gym, I don't think there was even a boxing team. It was sort of an, actually a newer gym. But, you know, I'd show up, I'd go, and I'd hit the heavy bag, I'd get in the ring, and I'd, like, shadow box and stuff. You know, boxing gym was sort of, like, intimidating. So I think the first month I was there, I don't know if I talked, I just came in there, trained, like, just got my bag and left. Because I remember the guy I'm, like, good friends with now, but he's like, man, I thought you were, like, European. You just, like, never, like, talked to us or anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, man, this is my first time really, like, trying to, like, get uh, in, get into it, like, for real. And I saw it, yeah. But I think after that, you know, he started, like, the boxing team, basically. And so it was, like, me, him, and a few other guys. But I think the team is actually dis- the dissolved now. But I think it was just sort of a perfect combination of a few guys who were there at the time. Just, like, studying. We were all in school. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one guy, uh one guy from my gym actually fought him for the championship at Golden Gloves. He beat me. And another guy, he actually went professional. I think he's like two and one now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it says a lot about that gym and who he was fighting with, right? Yeah. I mean, it was great fighters. A bunch of, it was actually a majority uh, MMA thing. Like my coach, he had, uh, had like a ton of MMA fights. There's a bunch of guys there that had been professional MMA. Another guy, I think he's in Florida now, like – He's been signed to a promotional team. Were they so like BJJ, Muay Thai, or kind of a mix of all, or yeah, wrestling? Uh, Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Yeah. I a lot of respect for because these guys are like, because boxing, you know, it's just one thing. But now you have to, you know, I need to hit the heavy bag, but I also need to know how to do a ground game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that relentless gym in Columbus. Uh, I haven't been there for so, some time, especially since COVID, but uh it was always cool to get up in there because they, they do it with the kids, man. And a friend of mine's kids, and he's eight. And it's crazy, like, seeing an eight-year-old put another eight-year-old in an arm bar in, like, ten seconds. Yeah. It's like, uh, definitely wasn't doing that when I was eight. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I feel like uh, jiu-jitsu, too, they talk about how it's not really, like, strength. Mm. It's sort of just, like, knowing what you're doing, which is, yeah. They say, huh. I don't know, talk about, like, policing. They say a lot of police officers need to, like, know jiu-jitsu as far as the ground game, but just to help them out. Well, yeah, man, well, man, what you been up to, though, man? <laughs> man, um, this, um, podcasting and, uh, you know, Monday through Friday, I got my day job at Starkville Utilities. But um, working on my own working on my own music, trying to put that together and figure out how I'm yeah. going to record it because I want to... I want to do it at home with this equipment. Got you. And uh, maybe send it over here to Birmingham with a couple of buddies here and let them master it. But You're on Spotify? Uh, the podcast is, not my oh, okay. music. Yeah, I know my, your podcast. So I don't my, uh, my music isn't, uh, it's not available yeah. anywhere. Yeah, well, great talking to you. Yeah, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on, man. Really enjoyed it. It was uh, it's good to have you on. I'd like to do it again sometime if you're down. Definitely, man. Enjoyed it. Always down to talk about fantasy football or whatever. 
Cool. Whatever comes up. Cool, man. We're out. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. If you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show on whatever podcast app it is that you listen to on. We're available everywhere. Check out the website, www.porch-talk.net. You can check out uh, the people involved with Porch Talk. You can contact us, and you can see everything that we've had going on over the past couple of months. It's a great place to get involved with who we are. You can see our social media, the Patreon, everything there. And I'm going to walk the thing out the door now. Okay, here is JPKS, Justin Peter Kinkle-Schuster, friend of mine. Thank you so much for listening. I'm out of here. Peace out.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.